This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's welcome aboard right now uh, and talk a little Jets. Connor Hughes uh, covers Gang Green. Check him out. SNY uh, does a fantastic job. Hey, Connor, Taz, Moose, thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. We appreciate it. Connor, what's it. up, man? Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing well, Connor. Doing well. Uh, let, let's start with, I guess, the, the the most noteworthy thing as of late. Where are the Jets here with their, their first-round draft choice, Quinn and Williams? Uh, it's honestly, man, just all negotiating at this point. And, and it's kind of as, as what's previously been reported is that they're arguing over the, the way that the signing bonus is essentially going to be paid out. And it's just going to be a matter of, of who bends or who gives in or who eventually they find that middle ground. I mean, the, the entire thing to me is, is just silly. You know, I mean, Quinn and Williams is going to get his money when he gets it. I mean, it kind of seems like a weird thing for two sides to be arguing over. Uh, but when it comes to money, obviously everyone in every prof- profession is, is going to argue over it. But, you know, look, this is a Jets team that's kind of starting a new age. You know, a Jets team is kind of starting a new era. You know, they've got their new head coach. They believe that they have a franchise quarterback. They just hired a new GM that, you know, to, to, to be arguing over something so minuscule and something so silly uh, when you're trying to start this new age with, with a guy that, that is, uh, someone who you believe is going to be a cornerstone defensive player and, and the next Aaron Donald and then the next you know, game-changing defensive lineman uh, just, just kind of seems pretty silly to me. But, you know, it's report day is today for the Jets. I know Quinton Williams is kind of in the area, but uh, it's just a matter of if they're going to come to time before uh, the first practice tomorrow. And, you know, it's probably tough for Quinton because, you know, he's a young guy, Connor, and he, he's, he's a rookie and he doesn't want to get that rep. You know what I mean? So, But it's tough. Business is business. Let me ask you now. What – um. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the, the excellent uh, second-year quarterback, Sam Donald, for, for the Jets. What type of growth do you think we're going to see uh, from Sam this season? Well, I mean, you got to kind of compare it to, to other second-year quarterbacks around you know, the NFL. Obviously, there was Mitch Trubisky who took a pretty big jump uh, in his second year with the Bears. But, but I think the two guys that I kind of go to uh, more than anything else in comparison are, are Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles and, and Jared Goff, the, the two quarterbacks that were taken one and two. I think the way I listed them, 2-1, though, uh, respectively in the 2016 draft. And, you know, those were guys that, that you saw promising things their rookie years. Well, not so much with Goff, but certainly with Wentz. Uh, you saw some really promising things and building block things their first years. And you saw those same things with Sam Darnold, especially the final quarter of last year. And then when those two guys, Goff and Wentz, got into their second seasons, got comfortable with their coaches, got comfortable with the players around them, they really ascended to that next level. You know, and I, I don't know if, if Sam Darnold's going to have the same type of year that, that Wentz did. I mean, before he got hurt in 2017, the guy was arguably going to be the, the MVP of the league. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to do that, but I think you'll see him start to inch closer and closer uh, to, to being the franchise quarterback that the Jets, you know, believe he is. And, and the Jets have kind of looked at their credit. They've, they've done some things to make that transition and that uh, development a little bit easier, right? I mean, they, they improved the office line. I know that we, there's still questions there at the center position, but they got Kalecha Osemele, an all-pro guard. They added arguably the best running back in the NFL 
and Le'Veon Bell. They got Sam uh, a, a safety blanket slot receiver in Jamison Crowder. They have other weapons around him in Robbie Anderson, Chris Erndon, Quincy Anunwa, who are all young developing players who should be better. And, and then probably more than more important than anything else, they got him an offensive-minded uh, a guy that some people believe is a quarterback guru and a head coach in Adam Gase. So, you know, this is all set up now for, for Sam to take that next step. And, you know, I, I think that all signs for, towards him doing that. He had a very promising spring, very promising mini camp, and, and now it's just about him really elevating his play in training camp and then leading into the regular season. You know, Connor, how about Lev Bell, who's, you know, funny, and his latest uh, his latest thing on social media was uh, very entertaining, calling out LeBron and, you know, and Taco Tuesday and everything like that. Uh, but the interesting with Le'Veon Bell is, you know, as Taz and I have talked about here, we know how talented he is. Now you hit upon the offensive line. The one in Pittsburgh is very, very good. You know, how big of an adjustment is it going to be for Le'Veon Bell now working behind this Jets offensive line? It's, it's, I don't even know if it's, if it's all about the offensive line, Moose, as it is the other weapons that were on uh, that field with him. I That's mean, fair. When, when Bell was out there in Pittsburgh, I mean, he had Antonio Brown split wide. You know, you can't stack the box to stop Le'Veon Bell because that means you're giving single coverage to Antonio Brown, and, and you see what that guy does with single coverage. I mean, he's, he's a 150-catch-a-year guy, you know, and, and he's got – Ben Roethlisberger, who is a bona fide franchise quarterback. And so there were a lot of pieces out there in Pittsburgh that, you know, they, they called them the, the three Bs, right, where it was Ben, Bell, and, and Brown. And you really couldn't key in on just one because then the other one would beat you. With, with the Jets, I don't know necessarily if, and maybe they do, you know, maybe guys do develop, as we were just talking about, you, there's a lot of potential in the offense. But, you know, they, he doesn't have that much of a security blanket. So, the one thing I will say, though, is that where Bell might uh, maybe not necessarily have an easier time of things because he doesn't have those other weapons, having him on the Jets offense will open up things for everyone else, you know, because now suddenly are you going to double Robbie Anderson with that safety over top? You're going to put that safety down to stop Le'Veon Bell. So if you put the safety down there, that means Robbie is one-on-one with a wideout. And, you know, while Robbie is not Antonio Brown, the guy does have – dynamic speed and can take the top off the defense and, and take the top off the defense against some of the best corners in the NFL. So, you know, I, I think that it's going to be more challenging for Bell to put up maybe some of the statistics that he did in Pittsburgh. But I think that while he might not have necessarily those same, he's still going to have good numbers. He's still a tremendous player and will put them up. But while he might not have those eye-popping holy cow numbers, his presence on the field will make everyone else better, where you'll start to see some other guys have some career years. And, and I think that's what the Jets were banking on when they signed them. You listen to Taz and Moose right now on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest is Connor Hughes, Jets beat reporter since 2014. So, uh, you know, Connor, let me ask you about the new head coach, Adam Gaze, uh, with the Jets. You know, we saw the whole thing with the eyes, the crazy eyes. That thing went <laughs> viral, right? Uh, how do you think, you know, and it's so important, right, uh, the way, you know, these coaches deal with the media, especially in town, no matter what town you're in, no matter what NFL franchise. How do you think A's will, and the New York media will work out this year? Hey, well, I, we, we're still obviously all all getting to know each other, right? I mean, because you, you, you got hired and then we're just OTA's minicamp. But for my, my take on Gase, and I think one thing that will endear him to – to the reporters and, and endear him kind of the New York media. To some extent, uh, obviously, wins are, are what's going to take all the precedence over this. But I think that you know, he seems like a pretty honest guy when it comes to to his press conferences, and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't got to talk down to you. He doesn't talk condescending. You know, he 
he clearly is a football junkie and loves talking football. And so during these press conferences, when you ask him a question about football, he's not he's not trying to hide things from you. I know he's going to have things. He's obviously not right, handing right. you the playbook or the game plan, but he is talking to you as if you know the sport like he does. And he's and he's speaking to you. He's not talking down. He's speaking directly to you. And I think as a reporter. You know, look, in today's day and age, obviously there are a few people that are ever going to understand football at the level that some of these players do, obviously, and coaches. I mean, they're basically talking rocket science while everyone else is kind of on a calculus level. But with the way that the game has changed with how readily available access is and how readily available game film is and how much football people watch, there is a much better understanding than maybe 15, 20 years ago. And I think the case talks to people like that. He talks to you like you know the game not like he's trying to teach you basic math when you're already in high school kind of thing. So, you know, I think that that's going to endear him. And, and, you know, the whole case dynamic is something that's going to be wildly fascinating to watch going forward here because, honestly, he might have been the most important hire that the Jets have made in years. You know, nothing can ruin a franchise quarterback worse or ruin a potential franchise quarterback quicker, I should say, than a poor head coach. I mean, look at what Jared Goff did with Jeff Fisher his first year, you know. And and so – if Gase is as good as the Jets believe, Sam Darnold's on the fast track to being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If he is not, I mean, you're basically ruining the first two, three years of Sam Darnold's career because you have the one with Todd Bowles, and now you're not going to fire Gase after a year, so you're talking about two years with him. So uh, it's going to be wildly interesting to, to watch how this thing develops and, and moves going forward. Connor, when you, when you look at, um, we've obviously focused in a lot about the offense. How about this defense here? Um, when when we obvi- we talked about Quinn and Williams, but what about what this defense is going to be? I I love the fact of what the new defensive coordinator Greg Williams has talked about. You know, he goes, everyone knows is my X's and O's. You know, but basically he comes in and changes the personality of that defense, right? And so, what do you think yep. this Jet defense is going to look like under Greg Williams now? Uh, they'll, they'll be aggressive. I mean, I think that's the one thing. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be flying around the ball. It's going to be intense. But, you know, I, I think my, my only concern with, with, with the Jets' defense right now, because I think the defensive front's going to be good. You know, they, they still lack that, that elite-level edge rusher, but they've got uh, enough guys up there, I think, that are going to create push in, in Leonard Williams, Quinn Williams when he gets back, uh, Henry Anderson. I love, love the two linebackers in, in Mosley and uh, – and Avery Williamson. And I think there's enough talent on the outside to get something done. You know, Jordan Jenkins off a career year. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite, they drafted him in the third round. He's still kind of working his way up and getting acclimated, but he's there. Uh, I think that, that my only concern, though, and, and I don't care how good Greg Williams is, I, you, you can only mask it so much, is that if Marcus May does it, doesn't stay healthy, they really don't have anyone next to Jamal Adams. And that cornerback situation is just one massive question mark after another. I mean, the Jets' decision to basically ignore adding depth to the cornerback and center positions this offseason are probably one of the big reasons why Mike McCagnan is no longer this team's general manager. And, and really, I mean, looking at this, man, like, look, Jermaine Johnson is coming off a dreadful year last year. I know the Jets paid him a ton of money, but he really didn't leave too much to be optimistic about in 2018. You got Daryl Roberts opposite him and Brian Poole in the nickel. Brian Poole's probably a serviceable player, but, I mean, if those guys don't develop or the Jets risk their – or gamble there doesn't doesn't prove to be beneficial to them, you're talking about a situation that could be ugly. I mean, because not only do the Jets have question marks as their starting corners, they don't have anything behind them in terms of, you know, young, promising guys that they're developing. I mean, Derek Jones is kind of a camp star and somebody that Jet fans know about. 
but he was a sixth-round pick two years ago and a converted receiver. I mean, you can't imagine Derek Jones being your number one corner, but he's the next guy up if Roberts or Tremaine Johnson goes down. So I think the Jets have, have a lot of good things going for them on defense. Jamal Adams is, is otherworldly. Uh, there's talent on the defensive line. I think there's some potential there at outside linebacker. But it really doesn't matter if you don't have someone who can slow uh, a receiver off the line. And, and right now I have a lot of concerns with the Jets' ability to do that. Uh, kind of so expectations for this Jet football team, you know, for this upcoming season. Uh, are people talking playoffs? Uh, bring us into uh, behind the scenes of the New York media and how how that's being uh, discussed. Yeah, I think that that for the Jets, realistic expectations are, you know, obviously they would love to make the playoffs, and and it can happen. You know, you've seen teams the last couple of years. I think the Bills did it two ago, right, where where they yeah. made the playoffs with nine wins. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's potential now in the NFL. So I think the Jets are, are right around there between eight, nine, ten wins this year. I, I think that that's a benchmark that they can get to, and I think that's a benchmark that they can potentially clear. Uh, I don't think they're, they're not an 11-win team. I don't think they're a 12-win team. But if they can get to that point where they're a highly, highly, highly competitive 7-9 and nine, and you see the, the progress go, maybe their little injuries are kind of what hurt them, but – Seven wins. I think eight, nine wins is probably more realistic and, and something that they should accomplish. And if you get to eight or nine wins, I mean, look, if things break your way and, and you win the right tiebreakers, you can be in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't know if the playoffs are the goal or the playoffs are the benchmark, but I think getting to that eight, nine win marker would be a big one. And I think that this is kind of the year that, that if all things go the Jets way, you see them start to turn that corner or they do turn that corner, you know, where you see enough positive things where you're like, you know what? This could be the team that when Tom Brady retires and, and the Patriots kind of go back to that rebuild mode, that the Jets could be, the, you know, kind of take the next stronghold of the AFC East. I think that's what you want to see this year from them. You know, again, don't, don't put the, the you have to make the playoffs, but you want to get better and, and you want to start to see that, that, the, tor- that the corner is turned and that next year when they have a bunch more money again and, and another couple draft picks, and this will be a team that's ready for uh, continual playoff success. You know, Connor, final one. Uh, love the helmets, right? And if people aren't paying attention across the country, Jets are going to have a new look this year, right? So they got a new GM, new coach, second-year quarterback, some new players in free agency. What do you think of the new uniforms for the Jets? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't mind them. I mean, I think they're fine. The, 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 that little the stripe thing, that, like, white stripe that's on the jersey, I think that's a little weird. It's a little too much. Uh, I think yeah. the jersey. Yeah, I think the jersey would honestly look better if they just. We had we had um we, we had one here, Connor. Yeah, the helmet. Right? The helmet, helmet yeah. here. Um, the helmet some great. jersey, yeah, you know, because Boomer Sison works here in the same one, so they give him everything, you know. So yeah. uh, <laughs> no, the helmet is really cool in person, like really oh, yeah. the, the, the green, the, the green is pretty wicked looking for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the color, the color looks great. I think yeah, yeah, the jersey are fine. I mean, like at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not a. I'm not a fashionista or anything like that, but no, I know it's. But gonna, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, Moose. Like I was amazed at how much people cared about the jerseys. Like when I saw the Jets were getting new jerseys, I was like, "All right, cool. Like, <laughs> all right, they're they're going to have a new look. I wonder what they'll look like." But fans went nuts over it. I mean, they loved, They were going crazy over these. People want to rock the swag. Wild. People want to rock the swag, yeah. bro. With their team, man. That's you know what I mean? It. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, hey, Connor. They're not, they're not. Yeah, I mean, though, listen. Uh, you look at it, 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 as long as they win, they could be wear, they could be wearing the ugliest uniforms in the world. It doesn't matter. They just exactly. the Jet fan just wants them to win. Hey, Connor, we appreciate the time this morning uh, as camp gets opened up for Gang Green, and uh, we'll chat again real soon. All right. Take care, Connor. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, buddy. You got it, Connor Hughes. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.